It's time to transform your life through knowledge, creativity, and mastery. Delivered on the Focus 7 Daily Podcast with business expert and marketing guru, Lisa Fredrickson, you will hear interviews with some of the most thought-provoking mentors and professionals on a variety of topics. And now, your host and favorite learnaholic, Lisa Fredrickson. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to today's adventure. I'm Lisa Fredrickson, your host and incurable learnaholic. In this episode, we'll be discussing how nutrition, posture, and diet support good self-esteem with the sensational Carolyn Vanslow, holistic lifestyle coach and functional diagnostic nutritionist. Welcome, Carolyn. We're so blessed to have you here with us today. Thank you, Lisa, for inviting me to your podcast. It's a pleasure. I know we've done some projects in the past, and I have to say I always benefit from being around you. Oh, well, thank you. Likewise. Carolyn, here in Las Vegas, you serve a very elite clientele as a postural therapist. So I'm guessing that our listeners are curious as to why we're focusing on self-esteem, which is generally thought of as a psychological health topic. I thought about this when I filled the form out. And even though what I may talk about today could be under the topic of health and fitness, I want to share a little bit about the journey that I went on and why I would consider it more about mental health and what I would call mental fitness. It all started as a three-year-old. I used to go around with my father when he would do house calls. Back in those days, doctors went to your home. Wow. What they do now. So we would drive around and he would teach me how to diagnose a patient And what to do for a doctor when he needs something and why you should know what he's going to ask for before he asks for it. Years later, I thought, why would a three-year-old need to know that? But for some (laughs) reason, that's what he talked about. But it actually began shaping my career in health. And I never, never put this together. I wrote my first prescription at seven and I got paddled, (laughs) although I was correct. The neighbor wanted my, called my mom and wanted to know if my dad would write the prescription. And of course, my mom was the one that paddled me. My dad thought it was funny. And he said, how did she know that? So I was being programmed at a very young age to listen. And if you've ever spent any time around me, you'd never believe I listen, but I do listen. You do. And dad taught me a lot about how to draw things out of people and get them to talk about things that were going to help them ultimately in the end. Now, I never thought about him doing it that way. It was just something I learned. I grew up in his practice. I learned a lot about labs and bodies and how to clean sterile instruments and all sorts of things long before I was even nine years old, but it was actually shaping me for a very interesting career. That sounds like it. Pardon me? I said, it sounds like it. I didn't stay inside of the medical profession for more than 12 years. I, I did really well in it, and I advanced my career a lot. But I also saw some things that I felt 
I didn't belong there. And it doesn't matter why. It just matters that it wasn't right for me. You have to be somewhere mentally and physically and spiritually to be really productive. But it wasn't going to take away from helping people. So as time went on, I started having a lot of problems. I had developed uh, issues with food. I was using food in order to stuff emotions and painful emotions. This started probably by the age of nine. By the time I was 40, 42, I was morbidly obese. I'd had my first symptoms with heart disease. Oh my. I pretended in my mind that everything was fine. It's just musculoskeletal, knowing full well that that was the pathway of chest pain. My dad was a heart doctor. I'd worked in the cath lab. It wasn't like this was some big mystery. So that's when I began to approach, okay, I can't live like this anymore. This is not working. I'm miserable. I'm unhappy. I don't like the way I look. I don't feel good. I'm depressed all the time. Nothing is working. And the only thing that I could come up with is I need to change. But I didn't know how to change. Okay. So I woke up one morning and this voice, this was after one of my big binges, and this voice said, you need a lifestyle change. And I'm like, what's a lifestyle change? So that's how it began. Now, how I'm going to tie this into mental health. I was 44 when I made the decision that my life was no longer working in that direction. I, I, I absolutely hated myself so much. I wouldn't look at myself past my waist. And that includes having pictures taken. By the time I was 50, it took me five years to take the weight off. I was blessed enough to have other issues that I couldn't lose quickly. And that is a blessing because losing quickly means you're going to gain more back and you're going to gain it faster and worse. Right. And you're not really learning Why were you doing that to begin with? So it took me five years. And after those five years, I was pretty close to 50 at that point. And I had a lot of back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain. And this had gone on for years. But now I was hitting the wall. And what I found in my profession is that most people break between 40 and 50. I think the numbers right now are lower and I can explain later as to why, but that's usually when people start breaking. And I was about 40. So when you say breaking, you mean we're breaking down, our joints are starting to break down. I feel that, yeah, that the, the, we call them compensations and dysfunction, which is basically fancy words for imbalances, which create chronic pain and then eventual injury. And this goes back to your postural background where the the understanding. Right. And posture isn't just about standing up straight. I laugh because people will sit up straight or stand up straight when they find (laughs) out what I do. And I think to myself, if you only know what I'm thinking when I'm looking at your feet. Yeah. It's about everything. We have eight loading joints, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. And we look to balance those because if those balance, the muscles balance, and then the pain starts to dissipate. I'm going to pause you for just a second. 
So basically, Carolyn's told us that she's had this journey where she was overweight and she was having problems with self-esteem and body image and depression, et cetera. Is that, that correct? And, yes. And, and physical pain. And then I led her into talking about postural therapy because we, we talked about how as she lost that weight, the the balance of the body goes out and you start having all kinds of creaks and problems. And, and that happens around, in your opinion, right, between 40 and 50 or, or 55, somewhere around there? No, I think it can start even earlier than that. And it's due to the lifestyle. Okay. The current so, lifestyle we're in right now. Things were different yeah. back then. So we're kind of blending her understanding of, of posture along with this problem of weight loss and self-esteem. So I'll let you go ahead and, and go, but I just wanted to make sure our listeners knew where we were oh, going. Okay. Keep in mind that when you're that morbidly obese, you're in a lot of physical pain. I had knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, neck pain. That was going on constantly, but the emotional pain was so strong, it was overriding a lot of the physical pain. I was responding more to the emotional pain. Yes. As I learned to behave in a normal fashion with food, all these emotions came up. And of course, then I began to realize that I had a lot of unresolved things that needed to be worked on besides yes. just the physical aspect. When I was 50, I was feeling a little better. I had already entered into the Czech Institute and I was learning about corrective exercise, which is based on postural work. I took a test for, let's see, it was the, I uh, can't think of it right now. It has to do with your gut. And some of the things that were on there was low serotonin, low dopamine, all of that, which of course affects how you feel emotionally. Our gut health, yes. Yeah, well, that and when I looked at that and I had to answer all the questions for low serotonin, I realized there were like, I think probably 10 answers. And at one time, I could answer yes to all 10. Mm -hmm. And that's when it hit me. I thought, okay, well, what has changed? Something changed because, you know, now that I think about it, I'm not as depressed as I was because it's slow. You don't always see a big, you know, aha moment. So that's what led me in that direction. So I knew at that point I had done some really positive work with food as mm -hmm. medicine, as opposed to taking medicine. And I realized that by changing those habits and what those habits, it was very simple formula, get off of processed foods, all of them. That's what changed it. So that's why I wanted to start with that story, because I know there's a connection. When I work with clients that are under a lot of stress and they do have postural issues, because we all have them, even me, yep. I have seen postural differences come from positive change just from a dietary change over, say, a week or so. Really? So diet changes can affect our posture? Yes. And so I, well, I know it's all connected, but. A lot of times when people come in, you know, I'd like to meet clients where they're at, Lisa. Uh -huh. And if they're not ready to hear any of that, that's fine. It'll come up someday. 
but maybe not today is the day. So I try to meet them exactly where they're at. I'm in here. I got knee pain. I can't stand up for very long. It hurts. So that's where we start. And as the relationship develops and they begin to trust me, then we might get into other schools of thought. If I hear you right, you're saying that nutrition, the very things that we eat can have an effect on posture and how we stand. Oh, yeah, your pain, everything, everything. Inflammation, the same thing that's going to destroy your heart and cholesterol is also going to make you feel bad. Then you're not going to want to move, which is going to add to the existing physical problems. So cool. it's all connected. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you want to rush out tomorrow and start doing postural therapy and change your eating habits. This is something that takes time and it isn't done overnight. What I'm learning, I'm sure you see this in your profession too. Everybody wants the result. <laughs> yes. But nobody wants the process. And I consider myself very fortunate. Because the way my life evolved, I didn't get a choice. I either did the process or I didn't get the result. Mm -hmm. Well, it taught me a lot and it gave me a lot of confidence in the area of self-discipline. But when I tell you this didn't happen overnight, it didn't. It yeah. took many, many years. And of course, you can shorten the journey if you have more tools. So with postural therapy nowadays, we're seeing, I'm going to fast forward now to the actual topic. If someone's in pain and they're hurting, it does affect how you feel emotionally, physically. Pain tends to wear you down. It tends to cause depression. You start doubting your the ability of your body to heal. You're finding that you can't make a decision about, gee, I'd like to go hiking with my grandkids or golfing with so-and-so, but oh, I can't because then I'm going to have this bad back pain and this and that. And our current Western paradigm likes to give us labels and focus on symptoms. Right. People start, my stenosis, my degenerative hip. Now, I do have one of those problems, but you're never going to hear me own it because I have no intentions of owning it because I'm getting away from it every day that I'm alive. Exactly. The body can heal amazingly. Well, it is designed to heal and I'm probably jumping around again, but I'm pretty sure you're aware of this and we'll, we'll help the audience understand it. The germ theory versus the terrain theory. Uh -huh. Germ theory is what the Western paradigm does. Oh, well, you got germs, so we're going to give you this product that's going to make you immune or we're going to do something to kill it. Whereas the terrain theory is about Let's have a really great environment in our body so these things don't want to come and bother us. And that's yes. the difference. In the conversations that I've had with you, Lisa, I've never asked you this, but I would bet big money on the fact that you follow the terrain theory based on how you approach your own health. So getting back to all of this, you can see that even when you start changing your posture, which I can't tell you, hey, I can get you pain-free because then another license is going to say, well, you're not of this and you're not of that. Okay, I can change your posture what's going to create less pain and you will become pain-free. That's what I can say. I've done all the modalities out there uh -huh. because I was in pain for many years before I ever started going to school so to learn to do 
Yeah. So what you're saying is you've tried all kinds of different types of ways oh, to yes. get this and around, and which oh, has led you back to what, what you're doing there. That's what, and you know what I love about this is with postural therapy, you get to own your own stuff. In mm-hmm. other words, you're in charge. You don't have to go and make these bi-weekly appointments or not even, I mean, twice a week or whatever. Go to all these appointments when you're broken. Oh, I got to go here and get fixed. I got to go there and get fixed. See, we've been taught that we don't know how to take charge of our own health. Postural therapy is going to give you back. You're going to get to be the CEO of your body. And when something goes south, you're going to know how to handle it. Now, not right away because it's a learning experience. But you're going to have a lot of tools in your little toolbox to help yourself. <laughs> and that's essentially what's happened to me now. I've even gone to people when I hit the wall a few years back with a condition that I have. I thought, okay, enough's enough. I need that second set of eyes. Now, that was perfect for me because that took, I didn't have to think about anything. All I had to do was do what I was told. Well, I had an amazing success rate because. I knew the value of doing what I was told. And I had a little app. It showed me everything I needed to do on video and all of that. So it was a very simple process. All I had to do was make the time. And in my world, I would rather make the time than be in pain because the pain that I've dealt with, I wouldn't wish on anybody, even someone I don't like. Well, and I know this is a little off topic, but wouldn't you say that pain pills have their purposes, but when you have long use pain management from Western medicine, that's not good for the body. You're actually creating other problems that are coming around. Is is that something that resonates with you as well? Lisa, you and I could do a whole show (laughs) on what that's doing and why it's not healing you and why it's holding you back and why you're going to end up worse. Well, well, then we need to book another show show on that. A really good example of something like that is my husband is 57. He's on absolutely no medications and he had a rather shall we say, exciting, not for any of us, but a really dramatic experience last year. And he had to have an emergency surgery. He couldn't get rid of that oxycodone fast enough. When we got home, I think he took two of those and he said, I don't care. I'm not taking any more of this. He, he, he reacted so harshly to that because he doesn't take stuff like that. So we did a little bit of we didn't do any Advil because that causes thinning of the blood and bleeding. So we did a little Tylenol for a few days to get him through it. But he didn't want the drug because he wasn't used to drugs and he didn't have a drug mentality. And when he got those side effects, it's like, dude, I'm gone. I'm not taking this. We got to think of something else. So it's, it just depends, but we have had it put into our heads Oh, well, we'll just go get a pill and that'll fix us. I guarantee, and you know this, you and I have yeah. had a long time about our health. We know that no pill is going to fix us. It's going to suppress something and something else is going to yeah, show Yeah, and it pops up. out on another side. <laughs> yeah. So with postural therapy, you now get to own your own health. You get to own your, your own pain and you get to own not having your own pain. But there is a huge emotional component that is involved with this. And that's why, once again, I signed myself up 
as mental uh, and emotional health, because I just heard back actually from the gentleman that I went to for 18 months that helped me. And he's going to do a course on postural therapy and the pain, the emotional pain aspect, which is his one of his first loves. So we do have to address this because what we see is we watch how the emotional pain will hold people back. Well, so I have a question for you. Uh, When I think of the body and posture, and I know this isn't totally correct, but I think of a rubber band and emotions along our way as tightening that rubber band and kind of pulling the machine out of kilter. Is any of that true? Do our emotions actually affect the shape and, and posture that we have. So when you're correcting that, is that undoing some have, of those emotions? I think people that are aware and have done some emotional work. And when I say that could have been, maybe you work with a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a coach or somebody, they see that. And I'll tell people if, like I said, I meet people where they're at. If you mm-hmm. came in the door and said to me, you know, okay, it's time to go to work. I'm done with this. I would probably tell you in a consultation that, Lisa, I would expect maybe some emotions to come up because things are are harbored in certain areas. And for those of your audience that aren't what I would call woo-woo, I don't think we're woo-woo, but there's different chakras. Uh And when I see a lot going on, in say the hip area uh-huh. and the tummy area, which is your pelvis, your hips, your pelvis is your foundation. I know there's probably something going on right. in your life or so, did go on. So if I hear you, you're saying whether you call it chakras or whatever, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. the body harbors energy in certain areas with different emotions and, and memories. So we have to un- unravel that to a certain extent. So no matter what, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So no matter what belief you have spiritually, the proponent of energy in the body is something that we give different names to it, but it's still energy. Yeah. You know, Dr. John Sarno, I usually buy things I can listen to. Uh He's got a number of audios, but there's a real short one. It's about, it's a very short one. And I would take a look at that and listen to what this man has to say. He did a lot of work with people emotionally and chronic pain. So he proved that there absolutely is a relationship to that. And in that relationship, you can change. And I've done that with myself where I've, I've gotten frustrated like everybody else. I got nailed with something that wasn't going to recover overnight but I was very diligent about doing what I had to do every single day because Uh I knew it was going to work. I just needed to keep doing it because I knew my situation was going to take a little longer. I would tell myself, Hey, I could wake up tomorrow and it would be gone. And I would always tell myself that. And guess what happened? It was gone gone one day because my attitude was like that. Yeah. Now, using you kind of as an example, if we can 
tell everybody how old you are and amazingly how good a shape you are in at this point. You're very active, aren't you? I'm 73. In my 50s, when I started getting relief, my journey started a chiropractor who educated me about movement and how it could heal. And then then I, I just ran like you know, that gate, that bell went off, the gate opened, and I thought I was Seabiscuit. I yeah. couldn't get enough information. So that's how it started for me. And, and you've also situation. done weightlifting too, right? Yeah, I got into doing a lot of activities. Uh, I used uh, strength training as a form of balancing the muscles. There is a way to do that. I prefer postural therapy in the beginning and then kick in the, yeah. the weightlifting, because you do need to hold the new posture and it has to be done through strengthening. Yes. You're not going to get away with this. Oh, I'm going to go get fixed in life. <laughs> no, you're going to be working on this for the rest of your life. So that's how I got into powerlifting. And I would be in it today, except for the fact that I had run the course on that with uh, the situation with my spine. Even when I worked with David, David never said, stop the lifting. He, he was a professional athlete. He knew better than to say that to me. I'd won a lot of world records in powerlifting, so I wasn't going to go out of it that easy. It had to be my decision. And so I went down to Iris Kyle's gym here in Vegas, and she's like a 10-time Miss Olympia. Well, anybody that's done that level of work has also had a lot of pain. Yes. And I checked out that place, and I realized, okay, it's bodybuilding, but she's got stuff in here that's really joint friendly. And I'm not saying that because she told me that. I'm saying that from what I know professionally. So I actually started going there and I've been going there since last January. And I've had a lot of recovery because anytime I start moving weights, and I, I do have to admit, I like heavy weights, you know, I am not having any of the issues like I did with the power lifting. But there's still that piece of me that says, well, I want to go do it. But <laughs> I know what's, what's like, you know, maybe you should think about doing something else. But I really enjoy the moving of the weights. And, and I discovered something else with all this. I had a, my coach, Daniel Robinson, was my last power lifting coach. And he taught this to me yeah. because he was in the NFL. And they, let me tell you, they know pain. And Daniel kept saying... Because I, he knew I had some bad nerve injuries on my left side. He kept saying, we got to get you those muscles stronger so to override those nerves. Well, I learned something from Daniel. And that was, I noticed my immune system got stronger from building muscle. Now, if you, you've seen me, I don't even look like somebody that is a bodybuilder. <laughs> no. I'm very slender and and I'm never going to look like that unless I supplement with something. Yeah. But Daniel got me to realize that. And I want to share that with people, but everybody wants the reward, but they don't want to do the work. And I'm telling you, the process is so cool. And then you get to get the reward. You have better health. Mm -hmm. You look better. You feel better. You all look taller because most of us think we're shrinking and we're not. We're just hunched over and I don't deal with pain anymore. So what I'd like to tell our listeners is go check out her website. Where can they find you, um, Carolyn? Well, I think what we should do now is maybe tell them a couple of things. My website is 
carolynvanslow.com. And her links will be in the description below under the podcast. On there, you'll see my web guy. He's a power lifter. You'll see a picture of Brad on the right. (laughs) Pretty red shirt. And it says, click here for a free postural therapy class. On Mondays and Thursdays, I teach these postural therapy classes and you can come. You just need to sign up because I won't let anybody into my Zoom classes. These are virtual online ones. They're all virtual. And they They need need to sign up to get in. No, they need to let me know who they are because if I don't recognize that person, I won't let them in because I'm sure this has happened to you. It's happened to me, not in my classes, but where somebody uninvited shows up and all the F-bombs and everything. So they can do that, or they can schedule a complimentary postural assessment. Now, I can do that on Zoom, or I can do it here in my office in Las Vegas. Okay, because we have listeners all over the place, so I just want to make sure that they can get a hold of you that way. Oh, well, thank you. I get up early, so I don't mind being at a different time zone. So what I want to tell uh, our audience before we we close on this is that uh, I've worked with Carolyn briefly, and it was wonderful process. She's very understanding and very careful about what she does, but also she just is an example herself of good living and all the things that you can do. Don't give up at a certain age. The body's masterful at healing itself when given proper guidance by people like Carolyn. And you can heal your body and then live your life with vitality after that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I expect and plan to live to be over 100, not just the 100 in the wheelchair. I'm, I saw that one yoga lady that's 105 and she's still teaching yoga. <laughs> she yeah. looks like she could run yeah. laps around <laughs> any 60 year old. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> the so, secret is mobile joints. Yeah. And, and Carolyn gives us that hope too. So any last words for our audience before we close? I guess what I would say is Don't tell yourself you're too old because that's the story you're making up. I did most of my big accomplishments over 50, and I started competitively powerlifting at 65. So I don't buy into that age is only a number. No, (laughs) it is different when you're older. I'm not going to lie about it. It takes a little longer to recover and all that, but we can keep up with the young ones. We can. Be open to the idea that maybe everything can change and don't listen to anybody that tries to tell you to be careful or that's dangerous or anything like that. Tell them to mind their own business and worry about their own lives. That's the most self-defeating thing is people and friends, family members get in there and try to tell you that you can't. Well, I'm telling you, you can't because I've done it. Awesome. Thank you for being on our show and be sure to check out her website. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. And I really enjoy, I always enjoy my time with you. I'm always learning something. Uh, You're awesome. Well, folks, it's that time in the show when we count our blessings for being together and thank the Lord for providing us with talent that enlightens the mind and inspires the soul. Till next time, remember that life is an adventure teeming with majestic mountains of experience waiting to be explored 
and rivers flowing with wisdom beckoning us to drink deeply from their cool waters. Thank you for sharing in our adventure. Stay safe, God bless, and have a wonderful day.